Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Kick off your future with the law firm of Kondorian Murad. They can help protect your assets, update your will and trust, schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Go to kmlawyers.com and mention the show. Score yourself a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. we got a huge event coming up February 2nd, 106.7, the fan of the Team 980 Live, Bethesda Theater, all your favorite shows, the Sports Junkies, B. Mitch and Finley, uh, myself, Danny, the uh, fellows from Bit Season, everyone's going to be there. The event's presented by Main Street Bank, cheer local, bank local. Buy tickets right now. They're going very quickly. We're going to have a packed house. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it. That place is beautiful. It's an awesome venue. It's like one of those cool mid-sized theaters kind of tucked away right in the heart of Bethesda. But it's a blast, man. I can't wait for that night. It is time for our Beltway Blitz. We do it every day right here at 4 o'clock. Covering today the Caps, the NFL, and the Commanders. So let's get it popping. Feels like it's been a while. That happens when you're waiting for a goal. The Capitals back in action tonight after a couple-day hiatus and trying to end a drought without a goal after getting blanked last time out. John Walton will be on the call. You can hear the game on 106.7 The Fan at 8 p.m. tonight there in Minnesota taking on the Wild. John, how do they get this offense cranked back up? That is the million-dollar question, I suppose, Grant. This is a team that no matter what combinations they have put together, and we're going to see some new ones again tonight, they are still, as we get into the second half of this season, still trying to find what clicks up front. I think they have a winner with Pacioretty, Strom, and Oshie. Pacioretty has gotten better seemingly every game. He's getting assists. The goals haven't come yet. We're going to see Alex Ovechkin skate tonight with Connor McMichael and Alexei Protus, and that kind of puts him in that replacing Anthony Mantha role, and it's intriguing. I think if you can use some of the speed that McMichael has, Protus' skating ability has gotten a lot better. Try and create Alex some time and space. We'll see how that goes tonight. But, yeah, I mean, you're facing a Minnesota team that scored five or more in three of their last four, so uh, it would behoove them to find the back of the net tonight with some regularity, I think. John, it feels like their power play has been better recently, but you look up, they're still last in the NHL in power play goals. Give me a state of the union on that group. It's getting better, and I think Pacioretty probably is a big key. He kind of takes that Nick Backstrom role on the right wing half wall. We still have seen 
some of the same looks, and then we see a few wrinkles where Alex may go to the front of the net. You may see him at the top of the crease or along the left post. So they are creating a little bit more. Uh, it's over the course of the last few weeks, it's been more middle of the pack. But to your point, when you were the worst in the league for the first two and a half months, that's a tough hole to get out of. So uh, there is progress. I think Pacioretty will help. You'd like to think you're on the road trip. And this is a critical game tonight, guys, because you got to, we're going to be in Denver tomorrow. The Avalanche are good and they're rested. They want to play for three days. And then you got Dallas and they're good too. So uh, you want to start getting points on this road trip. And whether it's through the power play or five on five, uh, they're going to need it here tonight. Yeah, there, there's an element of what you're saying that I guess not mentioned is Minnesota tonight is a beatable team. Yeah, I mean, this is a club that's got points, I think, in like 53, 54% of their games this season. But tell us about the Wild, how they've been trending lately. They're trending offensively, which is a little scary. They're playing a lot better. Uh, they went to Carolina and beat a good Carolina team on Sunday. They beat a very good Florida team on Friday, both of those on the road. So uh, they're getting a lot of goals. Kirill Kaprizov had a hat trick in his last game. Uh, he's always been quiet against the Caps, and that makes me nervous because he's a tremendous young talent. I always think sometimes when the young Russians are on the other team and Alex is on the other side that the young guys are a little nervous, like Kirill Marchenko and Columbus or Kaprizov here in Minnesota. But, I, you know, I, I think that they also, if they kick it into gear, they want to put in a show for a guy that they have tons of respect for. So I'm watching Kaprizov tonight. Uh, they do give up a lot of goals. At least they have been. Their goals against is not great. Marc-Andre Fleury won't play tonight. He's out hurt. So they do have some exploitable things offensively. If they can find ways to get the forecheck going and stay in the offensive zone, they did that zero in St. Louis. They've got to be better. Uh, but if they're able to do that, uh, Minnesota does give up some goals. That's where they got to take the game to them. John, thank you as always, man. Have a great call tonight. All right. Thanks, fellas. Talk soon, my friend. Hit that NFL sounder, Darius. Our guy Nate Davis joins us to talk about the National Football League. Nate, give me kind of your big 30,000-foot view takeaway from the divisional round. Oh. Take away from the divisional round, uh, you know, I guess not not any huge um, surprises, Danny. I mean, you know, number one seeds uh, advance, even if a little ugly uh, in San Francisco's case. But you know, they kind of have that that big advantage, um, even even with overcoming the time off. Uh, and you know, I thought I thought the Chiefs were going to win. That was a toss up game to me. But uh, you know, we, we've three three years out of four now. I think we've seen the Chiefs uh, put put the Bills to sleep. So. Um, wasn't surprised there. Um, and, and cool, cool to see Lamar Jackson kind of have the game he did. That was the game I got to cover uh, last weekend. And uh, uh, nice to see that he's he's really kind of, I think, uh, putting any of the uh, leftover uh, doubters, uh, you know, make, put, putting, uh, putting them, shutting them up, I should say. Yeah, two MVPs later, and now they're on the doorstep of a Super Bowl appearance. Nate, if one of the one seeds you just mentioned, Ravens 49ers, loses this weekend, doesn't get to the Super Bowl, who will it be? Uh, I, I, I think probably the uh, Ravens are in a little more uh, jeopardy, uh, just just based on on the matchup. I mean, I don't think you count out Patrick Mahomes um, ever, really. And I think I think he kind of liked this whole going take, taking the show on the road thing and closing ranks up in Buffalo. <clears throat> and that's not to say that I'm necessarily going to pick the Chiefs. I don't know. I mean, I think the, the Buffalo matchup worked out pretty well for them as well, uh, and that they couldn't field any uh, healthy linebackers and that, that's a that's a pretty nice way to resurrect things with with Travis Kelsey whereas this week you know you're dealing with Kyle Hamilton and Patrick Queen uh, and Roquan Smith so it's uh, going to be interesting to see how the Chiefs decide to attack them because I think it's going to be a much a much taller task but 
Um, just given relative experience, given given his, you know, what we've always seen him to be, Patrick Mahomes, that is, in the playoffs, I, I would give them the better shot to advance than Detroit, probably. Nate, speaking of the Bills, over the last five years, I, I would wager 27, 28 teams would, would probably trade places with them with that resume, 12 wins a year on average, and they've got one conference championship appearance to show for it, kind of to your point about about just being at the wrong time playing against the Chiefs. How should we view this you know sort of recent era, this McDermott-Allen marriage, big picture? Is it, or is it still kind of too soon to tell because it's in progress? I think it's a little too soon. I mean, I think I think they, you know, I thought last year was unfortunate with with the Demar Hamlin situation, which I thought really kind of zapped um, what, what looked like a juggernaut team for the first twelve weeks of the season. I, I thought that they found something this year. I mean, I, I thought that they wisely kind of figured out a way to to commit more to the running game, um, take take a little of the load off Josh Allen, uh, and, and you know, I mean. Uh, Save for Augusta wind. I mean, you know, it's very possible that they, that they win that game last week. So I don't know if there's anything fundamentally wrong with them. I mean, a ton of key injuries on defense that they overcame. I mean, and we saw, I mean, we saw the fortitude they had to, to come back and, and whatever they did when, when the last five, you know, five five out of six, six out of seven down the stretch to, to win the division when they looked dead in the water. I think, you know, I, I kind of go back to what Joe Burrow said last year, you know, when they asked about his window and he kind of said, you know, my career, I think that's going to be, probably be a similar thing for, for Josh Allen. But, um, you know, we've only got five quarterbacks in this league that won a Super Bowl guys, and Josh Allen's not one of them yet. But it's a small group. I think, you know, sometimes it's your year, sometimes it's not. But I, I think I think that they're still going to be a viable team here moving forward. What's your best guess among the five vacancies for head coaches now at uh, what you feel good about, like who lands where? Well, I mean, I – I, I think it's hard to, to kind of, you know, T. Lee seemed to seem to say right now Belichick to Atlanta, Harbaugh uh, to, to the Chargers. Um, you know, I think the Seahawks are going to have an interesting decision to make. Not not, not a real good feel for what, what they might do, but I think Mike Vrabel might might kind of be the the change of personality they need there after kind of the the rah rah P. Carroll years. Um, and I think it's a team that wants to run the ball and play defense, but and resource that, but they couldn't really do it. So. Uh, I think I think he'd be a good match there. Uh, who else? Who else is left over? I'm trying to. Uh, you got Seattle, left. Carolina, Washington, L.A., and Atlanta. Right. So I, I think I think Ben Johnson is probably you, you know seems like he'll be the guy here to to uh, to take over in Washington once the uh, the Lions are are done. Uh, the, the the Panthers are interesting to me just because I think they're they're kind of becoming the new commanders in some way where you know it's one of 32 jobs, but. Um, you know how, how how badly do you want it? Given you you kind of you take the job, and it seems like you're already on a short leash with, with Mr. Tepper. But um, they certainly could use a leadership guy. But I think I think probably beyond that, they really have to prioritize getting somebody in there that that's going to get Bryce Young going in the right direction. So that that's going to be an interesting uh, needle to thread for those guys. What kind of chance do you give the Lions to beat the Niners on the road? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly give them a chance. I mean, I, I think you, you know. You don't you don't want to hear that somebody's playing with with house money so much, but I mean I think you, you know they, that's kind of what's happening here. I think all the pressures on San Francisco. Uh, we, we've seen them, um, you know, four four NFC Championship games now in five years, but but no Super Bowl wins. Uh, and you know, the Debo Samuel thing is concerning to me. I mean, all you know, their their five losses this year, um, four four occurred when either he he wasn't active uh, or he he played a very minimal amount of snaps. Um, I don't know if he's going to be ready this weekend. Um, so, 
I mean, the Lions got a lot going for them. I mean, a physical team, and I just kind of worry that the 49ers don't seem to play um, what we're accustomed to seeing when they don't have all the parts in place. And I'm not sure they're going to have uh, all the parts in place uh, this weekend. Um, it's just, I think it's just a matter of – I think the main thing is how well does that – does that defense Detroit said is hold, hold up given that they could sometimes, you know, no crack if, if uh, you send enough weapons at them to not putting words in your mouth, but it sounds like you got what a lot of people have here. Chalk one seeds, Baltimore, San Francisco, Super Bowl matchup. I, I think that's probably the, the, the way I'm, I'm going to lean. Yeah. I, I think, I think maybe the best matchup might, might be Lions, Kansas city. I mean, I mean, the interesting thing is of all the four possible matchups, you know, we, we've already seen three of them this year. You know, we've seen the Ravens blow the doors off the Lions and the 49ers. Uh, you know, we saw that Kansas City Lions game at the start of the year, but no Chris Jones, no Travis Kelsey in that game. Um, and so I think that also makes these 49ers interesting because I think the 49ers are fundamentally different enough than they were from four years ago when Jimmy Garoppolo misses uh, Emmanuel Sanders and all that. So, so that would be fun to watch. But yeah, I, I think probably I'm, I'm going to I'm going to have to lean Ravens 49ers at this point in terms of who I think is going to win. So kind of lost in the sauce here, Nate. These two nine and eight teams that actually gave games to the teams that will ultimately be playing in the NFC title game: Green Bay nine and eight, and Tampa nine and eight. You know, I kind of think we're not really paying enough attention to how cool these runs were. Good for guys like Todd Bowles, and uh, you know the fact that the Packers may have done it again with Jordan Love and some patience with some of their young skill guys that really struggled both last year, and kind of at the start of this one. To me, both pretty optimistic, sunny outlooks there. Yeah, Danny, I'll, I'll add the Texans to that too. I oh mean, yeah. Yep. I- I got to see them up close and personal. I mean, you know, and, and they've got they've got good players at all the key positions. They're going to have salary cap money, uh, and they can kind of you know, you know, add to that team very quickly. And with still probably the weakest division in the AFC, uh, the, the Packers, you know, youngest roster in the league, uh, and should be able to add to that as well and, and grow that young nucleus. Uh, the Bucks are interesting. I mean, they they were certainly fun to watch. Uh, but I, I'm not sure even they really expected to compete this year. Uh, you certainly saw how, how Baker Mayfield rallied the troops and, and really, um, I think, you know, um, galvanized that locker room. But, you know, now they're in a position where he's a free agent. Uh, Mike Evans is a free agent. Antoine Winfield's a free agent. Um, uh, Devin White's a free agent, although it looks like they were already phasing him out anyway. But uh, the, the Bucks are going to have an interesting decision just in terms of how, how are we going to try to, you know, run this back, sustain and grow it. Uh, uh, or, or do we have to go in a different direction? But all all very interesting stories, um, and uh, certainly with the Bucks, it's going to be interesting to see how they approach this offseason. Nate, thanks, buddy. We appreciate you. Thank you, fellas. All right, be good. Check them out in the USA Today. Let's talk Commanders football. Got that in. couple of things to cover here. Uh, just continue to think about this. We had a really good question from Mark and Largo who said, if they hire Ben Johnson, who would his defensive coordinators be? So I've been brainstorming this. Remember, his agent is the same agent of Brandon Staley. What about Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers, who was a hot shot DC before he lost his job and got fired? What about him coming over here as a defensive? That's not crazy. Again, the 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 name. A lot of these names are going to be stained because of their head coaching experience, right? We don't think of them in, in the way that we probably should. To your point, he got a head coaching gig because he was terrific as a defensive coordinator. One of those guys that was was a pain in the butt to go up against. I could use that. I also have the idea of those things working in tandem or, or somewhat complementary. In other words, let's say you've got a, a, an offense that presumes to be or hopes to be at one point high-flying. You're probably not going to be able to play this physical downhill brand of, uh, of, of push-you ball, so we're going to be more aggressive. We're going to do maybe what the Cowboys did to a degree, try to create a, a whole bunch of turnovers to give my offense from short fields. If they want to get in a shooting contest with us, that's just fine. 
or we want to play a, a a ball control type game. I don't know that that would happen here, but just bear with me. We want to be ground and pound. We want to be the Jets with Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez. So let's get a defense that's you know going to play that style of football with us. Those things should work in tandem, and I like that. Here's my dream scenario. I have mentioned this name a bunch before the head coaching hiring process as a guy I would interview. Ejiro Evero, who is the defensive coordinator in Carolina. He got a couple of head coaching interviews. He's in the running for their head coaching job with the Panthers. I guess it's possible he could get that job with them staying in-house with their front office. But he also shares an agent with Ben Johnson. Let's say they hire Mike McDonald. If they hire an offensive-minded coach, I'd be shocked if they didn't let Evero or keep Evero and just say, you're our DC. But if they hired McDonald, Evero now is free to roam. He could come here with Ben Johnson for a year, and you might lose him to a head coaching job soon thereafter. But Evero, Staley, a couple of names that come to mind to keep an eye on as far as the D.C. search goes. The latest on the coaching search for the commanders as of today, we found out that they are planning on flying to Detroit early next week after the NFC title game. Regardless of what happens with the Lions, they will be interviewing both Ben Johnson and... (laughs) Ben Johnson alert. Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator of the Lions, early next week. They'll also presumably still have another interview with McDonald. I think it probably comes down to Johnson, um, McDonald, Slowick, but Dan Quinn, Raheem Morris, and Aaron Glenn are yeah, those all are wild cards, as yeah, well. for sure. And Raheem, man, I would be bummed out if Raheem Morris didn't get a job in this cycle. He should get another shot at some point. And this is not me saying this about Dan Quinn, where I'm like, someone should hire him. It won't be me. In the in a right situation, like I, I could see hiring Raheem Morris. It's not really what I'm looking to do, but Raheem Morris should get a job this offseason. That would be disappointing if that doesn't happen. It's one of those weird cycles, though, where how often in a normal set of circumstances do you have guys that were either, you know, head coaches that got bumped down or coordinators that are on the way up, et cetera? Oh, you've got the whirlwind that is Jim Harbaugh. And you've got the greatest living coach, uh, uh, Bill Belichick, changing jobs. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of added some complication to the mix. I think if all things were normal and equal, like if this was last year's hiring cycle, he probably would have already had a job. Grant and Danny on the fan. That is your Beltway Blitz. We got John O'Ren joining the show to talk media of sports at 5 o'clock on a day. We found out the WWE and Netflix struck a historical deal. Live sports coming to Netflix in the future. Uh, We'll get John's thoughts on that. Plus, let's make some predictions on who ends up where for the rest of the five teams that need head coaches in this cycle. We'll dive into that on Grant and Danny. Welcome back, Grant and Danny on the fan, reminding you to kick off your future with the law firm of Kondorian Murat. They'll help protect your assets, update your will and trust, schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Go to kmlawyers.com and mention the show to score yourself a discount. kmlawyers.com. They do a very good job. They are local guys, by the way, Lake Braddock High School Bruins and George Mason University Patriots. Lake Braddock's the Bruins, right? I didn't I, botch that. I don't remember. I feel good about that. I can name like random high school quarterbacks at Lake Braddock over the years for some reason. Michael Niebrick and Bryn Renner and these guys. And it was West Springfield High School. Um, but Bruins was eluding me for a second. 
But uh, yeah, it's. And I played with so many guys from Lake Braddock over the years. I should probably know what they were. Brad Marshan and Milan Lucic, I think, were on the Bruins as well. Is that? Is that wait a minute. Might feels, be a different chapter. Feels different. So Dan Chara played for the Bruins. All right, let's make our predictions. Okay, this is once and for all. We're on the record. Who is going to end up coaching where? All right. So there are five vacancies still. Let's go with the easy ones first. I am ready to put Sharpie on Harbaugh to the L.A. Chargers. What say you? That seems to be the most likely, so that's what I would bet on. I like that fit a lot, by the way. Culture creating, leader of men, offensive slant. Uh, he gets a great quarterback to work with. Why wouldn't shouldn't the Chargers be capable of, of really making noise within the next couple of years? That They're not that far away. What needs to happen there is, is a degree of seriousness, right? And that's what that guy's going to bring. Now, it's going to be a pain in the butt, and everyone's going to get irritated by him, but he's a great, for the time that you got him, if you get along and do what he says to do, you'll be pretty successful. They, they need some of that. They need someone to be a, a, a plus on that side instead of dragging them down. I think two things will happen within the four or five years that he's there. Number one, they will make a deep playoff run. They'll be in an AFC championship game. Who knows? Super Bowl, no Super Bowl, can't promise you that. But I do think they make a deep run. They're playing as one of the final teams left standing. I also think he leaves amid turmoil. Yes. He and Herbert are butting heads, or or maybe it's just him and whoever is the de facto GM, or him and the Spanos, or whatever. But one way or the other, the hurricane will eventually leave town, and things will be laying everywhere. Dueling flamethrowers will happen. All right, I'm going to stick with my prediction of, of a couple weeks ago. Belichick to the Falcons. I think this is who they want. I think the rest is a little bit of a dog and pony show. Now, caveat being, my guess is if Ben Johnson would say yes to them, they would take Ben Johnson. I just don't think he takes that job over the Washington job. So I'll say Belichick with personnel control to some extent in Atlanta, and they reshuffle their front office. I can't tell you if Fontenot, their GM, stays or goes, what this means for our guy, Kyle Smith. Who's done a nice job there as the former Washington executive. But I think Belichick is the head coach and in some way the decision maker or co-decision maker in Atlanta. Again, it's easily the most likely. If you look at all the betting sites, that's what they're saying. Now, part of that is because that's what's in the news. You going out on a limb for me here? No. It's unadventurous. I think I think that's Belichick, too. All right. So because, far, this is chalk. I know. And it's also, I'm sure it's riveting where it's like the most likely one is going to happen. But let me just throw this out there. It's one of those things where if you're if you're the Falcons... Could you really say, I'm going for the sake of argument, I'm going to hire Bobby Slowick over Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time. It's like if you bring in Bill Belichick for multiple interviews and, and take a candidate of him at Chick-fil-A or whatever it was uh, after one of those interviews, it's really hard to, to not bring him in. In other words, it's like that celebrity backup quarterback or, or something like that. The, the name cachet is so big, how could you not hire him if you're going to bring him in? All right, next, Carolina Panthers. This is where it gets fun. Because we just got through the two teams where we kind of feel like we know where they're going. So the Carolina Panthers, they have interviewed. I'm just going to run through names. Eagles OC who just got fired, Brian Johnson. Weird that he got a head coaching interview, by the way. Uh, Ravens coordinators, Munkin and McDonald. Rams coordinator, Raheem Morris, who's also interviewed with Washington. Their interim guy, Chris Tabor. Lions OC, Ben Johnson. Cowboys ben Johnson DC, alert. Dan Quinn, among others. So... My question to you, Danny Huhade, again, they're, they're, I didn't name them all. Those are some of the guys they've interviewed. Panthers, who goes to Carolina? I got Raheem Morris. I got Raheem Morris in the office pool. That's Ra? 
No, no, it's Raheem Morris. I just heard you getting mad at Chris Russell because everyone calls him Ron. Well, I was pr- I, what I was trying to express to Chris Russell. It's the one of the big reasons, just sitting in this chair, that I get a, I get pre annoyed at certain things. If he were to say become the head coach here, talking about Raheem Morris, the amount of people that would pretend to be his buddy, or like people in the media, or <laughs> uh, like football Twitter guys, that would just go. The thing about Ra and his system is you don't know the thing about Ra. You don't know the thing about Ra's system. It's Coach Morris, Raheem Morris. Uh, Raheem. Raheem, even. We could go crazy and do that. Let's let's not do that. So I'm pretty annoyed about that potential. The thing that I'm pre-worried about is the last time I interacted with or, or sent a message to Raheem Morris, I meant to text Raheem Mostert. I was trying to get Raheem Mostert on the show when the Miami Dolphins came to Washington, and I texted Raheem Morris. And it was just like, hey, man, you're having a great season. Hope you get the rushing, uh, like the touchdown record. And it made, n- like, no sense whatsoever. He's like, I hope I get it, too. That was that was the old left on red. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was like, and I afterwards, I'm like, oh, Mostert. It's weird because I don't know the guy barely at all. But he'll come on the show for us from time to time. We have him on during the playoffs every year. And I was like, I wonder why he didn't respond. And I look back, and I'm like, oh, that was not the correct Raheem. Do you do that fairly often? I find no. myself doing that a decent amount. It's not like every day, but, like. I don't normally. Once every six months? I think, I, I just assume, like. How many times are you texting someone named Raheem? I, I I typed in Raheem and hit okay, and off we go. Well, the other day I was trying to text uh, a fellow parent, a dad, about like a summer camp thing. His name is Alex, and his last name starts with a C. And I texted Alex Chapel, this like our friend, you know, Alex Chapel, uh, this like long, lengthy thing about like my son and what you know what camp he was going to do, and then like a son that she doesn't have, like this kid's name, yeah. and it was very confusing. She's like, "You might have the wrong Alex. Hope all is well." Like. Let's not have any more follow-ups. <laughs> yeah. I felt really bad about that. First time you're yeah. discussing anything with Alex in a long time. Yeah, like my six-year-old summer camp situation. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah. Like, no, no, this was actually meant for you. I just wanted to get some counsel. I was hoping you could provide that like, for what me. what do you think? Very good at Nat sideline reporting and providing information for me on what I should do. <laughs> for summer with, camp with choices. my six-year-old son. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, all right. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go outside the box here. You won't. The head coach of the... Can I get a little drum roll for this? Because I think this is interesting. I think this is a little surprise. I haven't heard other people saying this is going to happen. So I'm going to... I'm going to give you mine right here. In-house, Ajiro Evero gets the job. Their defensive coordinator... Gets elevated. They will have then promoted Dan Morgan to GM from whatever his title was before. And they will have promoted Evro, and they're just going to move forward. Basically, Frank Wright got kicked to the curb, and they're just going to kind of keep chopping wood in the Tepper operation. But I kind of like the idea of Raheem because I said this a few minutes ago. I'm starting to think he's going to get shut out here. If he doesn't get that Carolina job. Would you take that job if you were Raheem? Yeah, that's the thing. Now, let me ask you this a different way. Would you take this job if you're Ra? Mm. I'd say my name is Raheem. Because he's my guy. You know what I mean? I right. know him. Yeah, you guys are good buds. Uh, I'd say my name is Raheem. Thank you. Um, yes. But I would it, not. It, but it's one of those, like, with a cringe. Not. He could get another job, man. You're working with Sean McVay. You got him contacting people on your behalf. You got Les Sneed cutting three-minute promos. It didn't work out this year, and the cycle clearly is offensive heavy. There's a lot of people who are going way over the top saying you can only get an offensive coach. 
I mean, these people are so annoying, right? Like, you got to go off. I'll be devastated if they don't exactly. hire an offensive coach. I don't know who Crest these guys fallen. are. Sad. But, but they're out there. I'll hold it against the ownership group forever. These insufferable jerks who don't you know, think defensive coordinators are people, too. Unbelievable. But that is somewhat cyclical. Like, I don't know. I I would just say, say no to the Panthers and David Tepper. Wait it out. Do what Ben Johnson did last year. It worked out for him. And if I'm Raheem or your boy, Ra, in the, mm, as the case were. Raheem Morris, yes. I would just wait. If it's the Panthers or bust. No, I would take the Atlanta job. I would take the Washington job. I would take the Seattle job. I ain't taking the Carolina. Here's what. Here's the only reason I say yes. That program in L.A. that Sean McVay's running is really good, but it's emphasis on offense. I'm going to be left with spare parts. The best I can be is mediocre because I got Aaron Donald making a trillion dollars, then everything else is on offense. Well, but he's not taking over for Sean McVay. No, just, no, but I'm, I'm talking about my 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 reputation is never going to be better than it is right now. Well, in terms of I, getting a head coaching, I game. could be wrong. I don't think anyone's hiring Raheem Morris because he's some defensive savant who's going to be a coordinating mind who's like a top five. They're hiring Raheem Morris because everyone in the building loves him and he's a leader of men. I think that's part of it, but I think he became sexy. Like he's been that for fifteen years. But it was this year going. God, they have no, they have no personnel. They got nobody. They got a bunch of you know rookies, free agents that nobody wanted, a bunch of leftovers. And that defense was okay while they were on national TV getting getting to the postseason. I don't know that that's repeatable. It's one of those things where I'm going, the trend is going all offense. I was trying to sell a, look, we've got a couple defensive people that have gone and done pretty well. McDermott and D'Amico Ryans and a couple others. Maybe. Give me that shot. I just don't know how many shots I'm getting. They're the 20th ranked defense this year. They're 25th in picking off passes and 23rd and sacking the quarterback. Uh, you know, middle in almost everything. I just... I'm not sure that anyone is like bringing him in because they, they go, man, he'll fix our defense. I think this is a, that guy is an awesome leader. He could be your Dan Campbell, Pete Carroll, whatever that yeah, is for I, a long time. And he's in his 40s still. Mm-hmm. He's not a, it's crazy he was a head coach. He was so, so long young, ago, man. Because he was in his young 30s. Uh, but all right, so I'm, I'm going to say, um, Evro, you'll go Raheem Morris there. Panthers are the wild card. They're the most interesting. That brings us to Seattle. Who ends up getting the Seattle job? Vrabel. Ooh. Have they interviewed him? I guess they are this week, right? Um, you don't think Dan Quinn? Everyone's all over the Dan Quinn thing. It's just me trying to do something different here. Because okay. Dan Quinn seems to be the the guy. They love him up there because he was the architect of the Legion of Boom. I thought I was zigging when everyone was zagging because I wasn't going to give Dan Quinn that job either. Dan Quinn's going back to Dallas with his tail between his legs, I think. Here's uh, here's what I got happening in Seattle. You got that drum roll for me? Let's do this thing. Mike McDonald gets the Seattle job. Oh, hello there. Yeah. And if not, then it's Bobby Slowick. If you're going to go with a defensive mind, find your next Pete Carroll for 15 years. We, what's Dan Quinn doing? Uh, go with Mike McDonald, but uh, I'm going to say you saw we saw it with the Titans and Vrabel. Actually, I'm going to I'm going to put Slowick and Sharpie there. It'll be that movement. You've got this proven winner type, and to his credit, um, Dan Quinn was a winner with Atlanta. Had a couple of seasons where they won double digit games. Uh, one of the years when Kyle was running that offense, they got to a Super Bowl with an MVP quarterback. And the next year, they won 10 games and were dismissed in the playoffs fairly quickly thereafter. But um, I think that Mike McDonald 
may miss out this time. Slowick gets that job, and then he's the hot candidate next time. The thing that I would be screaming if I was McDonald in all my interviews, though, is I can do what no one else can do. I have found the answer to the Shanahan coaching tree offense. And I think it's too small of a sample to know for sure. But right now he can claim that. Look what we did against San Francisco. And if they play him in the Super Bowl and shove it on Purdy again, then he'll have exactly, two of those. Yeah. He did it to Slowick twice this year. Uh, they did it to the Dolphins and McDaniel. And that actually should get him a job maybe because a third of the league is the Shanahan tree and it's only going to be growing. So if you have the antidote to that, that makes you a, a real contender. But I think Morris, McDonald, maybe miss out Quinn, and you end up with the Titans getting rid of Rabel and going with Callahan offensive. Seahawks get rid of uh, Carroll and go with Slowick offensive, and they kind of get in on this trend that's happening around the league. Here's what I want to do next. I want to fill in the blanks, okay? So if you want to play this game with us, call up now, 800-636-1067. We'll go through each of the coaching candidates with the commanders and you'll fill in the blank as to how that hire would make you feel. So if you want to play, you get to fill in the blanks. 800-636-1067. Next on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. All right, Danny, are you really ready to play a little fill in the blank? Yes, I'd like to play. All right, we're going to go around the room here. Name the, the the serious candidates that Washington is interviewing for its head coaching job. Ben Johnson. Okay, give me another one. Uh, Raheem Morris. Okay, give me another one. Mike McDonald. Give me another one. Aaron Glenn. Okay, anybody else you'd like to play with? Who am I missing? Am I missing Anthony, somebody? Uh, Weaver. The one with Anthony Weaver, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eric Bieniemy. They did. They did one deeper down the list. Yeah. Johnson, Raheem. Am I missing anybody? Bobby Slowick. Oh, little Bobby, yeah. All right, so here's how the game is played. If the Commanders hired Ben Johnson, I would be? Giddy. If the Commanders hired Bobby Slowick, I would be? Cool with it. If the Commanders hired Raheem Morris, I would be? A little bit annoyed about the guys doing the nickname thing, like they're best friends, but generally positive. If the Commanders hired my, uh, I almost said Bob McDonald, who sings the national anthem at Caps games. Mike McDonald, I would be? Pretty steamed. If the Commanders hired Aaron Glenn, I would be? Uncertain, but still generally optimistic. Okay. We'll leave it there. Those those seem to be and the guys getting And we got Dan Quinn, too. We interviews. forgot. Oh, yeah, Dan Quinn. No, we don't need to do Dan Quinn. I'm just kidding. Let's do it. <laughs> if the commanders hired Dan Quinn, I would be? Frustrated. Okay. Darius, you're next. You get how the game is played? I think I get how the game is played, yeah. We're filling in the blanks here. If the commanders hired Ben Johnson, I would be? Uh, ecstatic. Okay. There we go. Mm. Bobby Slowick, I would be? I'd be pretty thrilled, I would say. Raheem Morris, I would be? Let's go with cool with it. Cool with it is my. That's a good one for yeah. Raheem. Mm-hmm. Mike McDonald, I would be. Did I say, I said ecstatic already. I, I'm, I'm going to say thrilled. Okay. Yeah. We get, Mike McDonald's playing in this crowd right now. And I get it. If they hired Aaron Glenn, I would be. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to spell that, but I get yeah. where you're going with that. Yeah. And lastly, Dan Quinn. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> okay. Clary, you ready to go? I am ready. Playing a little fill in the blank. If the commanders hired Ben Johnson away from your beloved Jared Goff, other than the fear you might have that Goff would crash back down to earth next year, how would you feel about the Washington perspective? You would feel? Well, there's no fear for Ben Johnson, but I would feel amazing. Just better than ever. Bobby Slowick. I'd be very excited. Okay. Raheem Morris. Meh. Mike McDonald. I'd be pretty happy. Pretty seamed up. Aaron Glenn. Just, I'd be all right. Okay with it. Average. Dan Quinn. Not too sized at all. That's the most positive anybody's been to Dan Quinn so far. All right, let's go to Dave in Fairfax. Dave, you ready to play? I am. They hire Ben Johnson. You would be? Very excited. Bobby Slowick. Not too happy. Ooh. Raheem Morris. Very happy. Mike McDonald. The happiest I could be. We got a Mike I like Mac it. guy. I like it. Aaron Glenn. Eh. And Dan Quinn. No. <laughs> I'm good. Dan Quinn playing like Jim Fossil around these parts. Poor Dan Quinn. <laughs> All right, well done. So I got to follow up on a couple. Why are you out on Bobby Slowick? I I think, to be honest, I think it's C.J. Stroud should get more of the credit than Bobby Slowick. And if you look at it, I mean, he got tooled by Mike McDonald twice this year. And I just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I'm just not particularly sold. First-year coordinator. I, I would have to see him replicate his success for another season before I'd be sold on him. Why are you so in on McDonald as your number one choice? I think that he's he's taken the best offensive like best offenses like the Texans, the Ravens, I mean Texans, the 49ers, a lot of these teams like this and he's he's outclassed the other coaching candidates. Like if you look at the Lions, the Lions scored 6 points on unlike McDonald defense and I just I just feel like he's ahead of the curve and there's no shame in hiring an offensive guy as much as we all want an offensive head coach. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, I'm going to go Ben Johnson elated Bobby Slowick, intrigued, content. Mm-hmm. Raheem Morris, okay with it, whelmed. Mike McDonald, excited. Aaron Glenn, really? And Dan Quinn, no. What do you mean, no? Not No. I'm not accepting that. You're filling in the blank? You just say no? Yes. How do I feel about the Dan Quinn hire? No. Try again. Come back to me and tell me other No, but that's not how you feel. You're just saying no. Correct. Are you refusing to answer the question? No. I'm saying no. Like, Mm. in a world where you go, you call me and you're like, dude, where where were you? And I'm like, I just got out of a movie. You're like, they hired Dan Quinn. I would say no. That would be my reaction. Well, like, do I have to hang up? Or do I try to explain to you that they did? You do whatever you want. I see. I'm, but you're, I'm always going to say no like to the you. Ball, so the, you're basically just saying the ball is not in your court at like any time. Like week one next year, they're yeah. kicking off. You're like, you know, what's going to happen, commanders, week one, new era? And you come to me, and I would go, no. Kenny Albert with you. Preseason game number one here at FedEx Field. Brand new coach, Dan Quinn. No. But it is. But no. <sighs> it's got a Larry in the play. Hello, Larry. Hey, How Larry. are you? 
I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Good. Good. You ready to play? I sure am. Ben Johnson. Absolutely thrilled. Bobby Slowick. Thrilled. Raheem <laughs> Morris. Okay. Hi. That's fine. <laughs> Mike McDonald. Yeah. Why not? Good choice. Aaron Glenn. No, thanks. Dan Quinn. God, no. <laughs> Poor guy. You guys are being mean to Dan Quinn. This is ridiculous. I mean, Dan Quinn's a good coach. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. Especially you, Danny. Especially you. Mostly you. You know what you did. Primarily Danny. <laughs> John O'Ran covers sports business. He's going to join us next. A lot going on. Uh, there are MLB teams. They're going to be streaming for the first time this year on Prime. Plus, wrestling, WWE, just struck a deal with Netflix. This means Netflix is getting into the live sports game. So we'll talk to O'Rand about those things next on Grant and Danny. Plus, we're giving away tickets to our live event at Bethesda Theater. You want to come out to 106.7, the fan versus the Team 980 on February 2nd. Those tickets can be yours as soon as we return on G&D. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 